We are in Yivamos Tzadihim, Reis 95b, as we continue on in our discussion of uh, a one witness or two witnesses coming to testify about the death of a spouse. And so just uh, a quick review. Uh, we had in our first Mishnah of the chapter, well actually almost towards the end of the chapter, uh, but we had in our first mission of the chapter a situation where there was one witness who testified that the if the husband died, um, so then she went ahead and she uh, gets married and the husband comes back, so then she has to get divorced from uh, her second husband, who's not really a husband, but we still say that they have to get divorced uh, out of concern that people think that they're actually married, even though they're not married, and they, she has to get divorced from her first husband as a result of that, uh, because... She should have looked into the matter more, or it's a fine, some form of a fine, a, a penalty that's placed on her. Uh, so uh, she has to get divorced from her first husband as well. Now, if there are two witnesses, it's not just one witness, but there are two witnesses, so then she certainly has to leave, the, if the husband comes back, she certainly has to leave the second quote-unquote husband. But there's a dispute as to whether or not uh, she also has to leave her first husband. That is a matter of dispute. Now, our mission to discuss the case where uh, the witness says that the wife, uh, the wife who traveled, she she died, she passed away, and now the husband, husband's allowed to marry multiple more than one wife, but uh, in this case he wants to marry his wife's sister, so he marries his wife's sister, and then she comes back. We say that uh, even though he obviously has to leave his his wife's sister, they're never viewed as married. He's allowed to stay with his wife. He's allowed to stay married to his wife. So we've discussed in the past, but it's going to come back up again now, uh, the following situation. We have a situation where, let's say we have two sisters. Rachel and Leah are sisters, and Rachel is married to Ruvain. Leah is married to Levi. The two L's, the two Lamids, and the two uh, R's, the two Rashes. So Ruvain is married to Rachel, and Leah is married to Levi. And uh, Rachel is traveling, and Levi is traveling. Uh, so they're not married to each other, but they're both traveling. And the, uh, one witness comes back and says that uh, that they both died. So Rachel died, and Ruvain died, uh, and sorry, and Levi died. And so now Ruvain marries his wife's sister. He marries Leah because now Leah is no longer married. Rachel is no longer alive, and so Ruvain can now marry Leah. So the question is, what is the halacha in that case? And so we already had one opinion, the Tanakama, the first opinion of the Mishnah. This is what we, we've seen earlier in the Gemara, say that, um, and, and then they come back, right? Then Levi comes back and Rachel comes back. So uh, Leah was never married uh, to Ruvain because Leah, Leah's husband was always alive and Ruvain could not have married Leah because Rachel is alive. So they come back. So what's the law? Who could stay married to whom? So we said, so according to the Tanakhama, we have to judge each case individually and look at each case individually and essentially um, Levi Talaya is the first Mishnah where Levi travels and the witness says that he died. So they're not they're not allowed to stay married. Uh, they, they really shouldn't be able to stay married if it's one witness. And so uh, they have to get they have to separate, they have to get divorced. But Ruven and Rachel, they could stay married. And we could have a situation where Ruven and Rachel are allowed to stay married, and Leah and Levi they cannot stay married. Okay, that's what we had until now. Now, we also, in the Mishnah, have the position of Rabiosi. Now, the position of Rabiosi, we really didn't analyze. This is what the Gemara is going to do right now. And so, Rabiosi, essentially, he says something vague. He says, 
Any time where other people become disqualified, so then your situation also becomes uh, disqualified, whatever that means. But if it doesn't, if there's no problems on the other end, so then there's no problems for you. So the big question is, what exactly, what exactly does this mean? See where it says, Micah Amar, what is, what, what is, what Micah Amar Rabiosi, what's he referring to? If it's coming to tell me this follows, that the Tanakhama, the first opinion held that in this case of where we have Reuven and Rachel are married and Leah and Levi are married and and Rachel and Levi, they're both traveling and witnesses come and say that they died. Reuven then marries Leah and then they come back. So according to the first opinion, Reuven and Rachel are allowed to stay married because that's our Mishnah. Rachel travels afar and then the witness says that, that she died and she comes back. Reuven and Rachel can stay married. Leah and Levi cannot stay married. We judge each case independently. When the husband tra- when a witness says that the husband died and when the witness says the wife dies, those are two separate issues and we can judge each one independently. Maybe Rabiosi is commenting on that and he's saying that just like Reuven is allowed to be married to Rachel, so then similarly, uh, Leah is allowed to be married to Levi. Now, what would be the, ar- what would be the argument to, to, to make such a case? Um, so some of the commentators point out, like, who cares? Let's, let us judge each one in- individually. Why would you say, because Reuben and Rachel are allowed to be married, so then Leah and Levi are allowed to be married. So the Ritva explains, some of the commentators, they explain, well, Reuben can only be married to Rachel, if Reuven did not give a divorce document to Leah, sometimes we require Reuven to give a divorce document to Leah out of concern that people think that they're actually married, even though they're not really married. Leah's husband was alive the whole time. She just didn't know it. Uh, so they're not actually married. Uh, but because out of concern that people think that they're married, that maybe Levi divorced Leah and then she married before Levi left and then married Reuven. So therefore they should have to get divorced. But no, we see that they didn't get divorced. How do we know that they didn't get divorced? Because if they got divorced, so then Reuven, if there was actually a divorce out of stringency, so then Reuven cannot go back to Rachel. Because Rachel is married to Le- is sisters with Leah. If people see that Reuven gave a divorce document to Leah, so then uh, Rachel then is viewed as the sister, and then certainly she won't be able to stay married to her original husband because people will say, oh, uh, you know, something happened and... Uh, and you can't get she, Reuven in the end of the day married Leah and Rachel now cannot marry Reuven so because of all this the fact that we allow Rachel to, to stay married to Reuven must be that we do not require a divorce document in this case between Reuven and Leah if we don't require a divorce document say some of the commentators so then the argument would be well Leah never got a divorce document so then she's completely permissible to Levi the only reason according to this approach this is not so simple but according to this approach the only reason why Leah has to separate from Levi is because it looks like she married somebody else in between and you're not allowed to go back to your original husband. Well, she never got a divorce document. We see that she's not getting a divorce document from the fact that Reuben and Rachel are allowed to stay married. So then Leah and Levi shouldn't be able to stay married. And that's the argument that maybe that's what Rabiosi means in this case. Now, we're going to reject this. We're going to reject that this is not what, not what Rabiosi means. But that's that's the suggestion um, so the Gemara says, "No, Yehachi Kol Sheim Posal Deyachere, Meim Posal Deyatzmo, Kain Sheim Posal Deyatzmo, Meim Posal Deyachem Baalei." It doesn't fit within the language of Rabbiosi. Rabbiosi said that if the other person doesn't create some sort of separation between him and his wife, so then I wouldn't create a separation between me and my wife, between Reuven and Rachel. 
But that's not what's going on here. It's the exact opposite. It should say, that if there's no disqualification within myself, meaning Reuven and Rachel are allowed to stay married, since Reuven and Rachel are allowed to stay married, so then others, i.e. Leah and Levi, are allowed to stay married. So we should have flipped the language. So what does Rabbi Yossi mean? Maybe Rabbi Yossi means the following. Suggestion number two, and we're going to reject this also. Maybe he means as follows. That, again, according to the first opinion, not Rabbi Yossi, we judge Leah and Levi separately. We judge Reuben and Rachel separately. Leah and Levi have, Levi have to get divorced. Reuben and Rachel, they don't have to get divorced in this situation. So maybe Rabbi Yossi is of the opinion that just like Leah and Levi have to get divorced, so then so too Reuben and Rachel have to get divorced. Out of stringency, if right, the one witness comes and says that Rachel died and, and Levi died, and then they both come back. So then just like Leah and Levi have to get divorced, maybe Reuben and Rachel also have to get divorced. So the Gemara says that doesn't fit either in the language. Why? Uh, because of the following. Because, says the Gemara, Hatina kosha posel, kosha posel ma'ividase. It fits, Rabbi Yossi had two statements. He said that if uh, the others disqualify, i.e. Levi and Leah, they have to get divorced. So then it'll, it'll also create some sort of problem for Reuben and Rachel. So that fits. But he also said a second statement. When it doesn't cause a problem, so then it doesn't cause a problem for when other, for other people it doesn't cause a problem, it doesn't cause a problem for me either. Now, what's that going on? That has nothing to do with, that's an extra line that, 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 that we don't know what that's going on. So because of that, we, we rejected suggestion number one, we rejected suggestion number two. We must be talking about two cases. There must be something about two cases. So now, we have the following answer. There, we're going to see that there are really two ways to understand Rabiosi, two very different ways of understanding Rabiosi. And this is, uh, is going to, the whole case is difficult to, to really uh, put, wrap around and to, exa- to know exactly what's going on, but it's going to, I apologize, it's going to be a little complicated as we go through this. Amar Rabiami, Rabiami says, Aresha, we have two cases, one of the, and it's going back all the way back on the, on the first Mishnah. Why? What do we say in the first Mishnah? Basically, he's going back on the first mission, which discussed, uh, it's partially going back on the first mission, but the first mission essentially discussed the difference between one witness versus two witnesses. When there's one witness, uh, we say that they are exempt from bringing a sacrifice, meaning one witness said that the husband died, that she married somebody else, the husband comes back, she does not have to bring a, a sin offering because the court, because it's one witness, the court told her to get married, and so therefore she's exempt from bringing a sacrifice. If there's two witnesses, so she's relying on those two witnesses, she's relying alone, you don't even have to go to court, she's relying on those two witnesses that say that the husband died, she marries somebody else, the husband comes back, she does have to bring a sacrifice. But in addition to that, the Gemara here is following the position that says there's another big difference between one witness and two witnesses. Now, this is not so simple, but there's an opinion that says this, the following. When it comes to one witness, you're not allowed to get, go back to your original husband. One witness said that the husband died, the husband comes back, you're not allowed to go back. That everybody agrees to. But the Gemara now is following the position that says if you have two witnesses that say the husband died, she married somebody else, so she was completely uh, baone, so it was against her will, against her control. She relied on the two witnesses. That's the best form of... Uh, Best form of proof is to rely on two witnesses in Jewish law. 
So she relied on those two witnesses. The husband comes back. According to his opinion, she is allowed to return back to her husband. And so basically, the, the opinion that Rabiosi is arguing against is we have the same case. We have Reuven and Rachel who are married, and we have Leah and Levi who are married. Rachel and Levi, they both travel. And the cases where you have two cases, where either one witness says Rachel and Levi died, then Reuven marries Leah, marries his wife's sister. Rachel and Levi return. They come back and they say, here we are, we're alive. That's one case. The other case is where you have two witnesses. Now, before we get to Rebusi, when there's one witness, so then Leah and Levi cannot stay married, but Reuben and Rachel could. When there are two witnesses, they both could stay married. According to this opinion, uh, Leah and Levi could stay married, and Reuben and Rachel could stay married. So these two opinions, these two uh, cases, is what Rebusi is commenting on. The Ka'amar Le Rebusi, Rebusi says as follows, Al pi in Essentially, when you have one witness and Leah and Levi are now, they have to get divorced. So then that's when Rabbi says, once they cause a disqualification, it also causes a disqualification for us. And for Reuven and Rachel, they also have to get divorced. Once they're allowed to stay married, i.e. when there's two witnesses who said that the husband died, then she went and married somebody else, so that was totally against her control because she's relying on two witnesses, the best form of proof, so she's allowed to go back to her husband when the husband returns. It's not viewed as uh, some sort of penalty that we put into place. We don't say that. She's allowed to return back to her husband, so then if she's allowed to return back to her husband, the Levi and Leah are allowed to stay married, so then Reuben and Rachel are also allowed to stay married. Essentially, according to the first position, we judge each one independently, and you could have cases, i.e., where there's only one witness who testified about their death, where we sort of divide up and say Levi and Leah cannot stay married, Reuben and Rachel can't stay married, could stay married. Rabbi says no. Essentially he says, he says no, it always has to be the same. If, if uh, Leah and Levi are allowed to stay married because they're two witnesses, so then Reuben and Rachel can stay married. If Leah and Levi cannot stay married because they're relying on one witness, and when there's one witness you have to get divorced from your husband, so then Reuben and Rachel are also, they also have to get divorced. That is essentially what Rabbi Ami is saying. And so that is all that is all one version. There is also a second version of understanding Rabiosi. And so we'll read that second version now. And then uh, the Gemara will continue to analyze that second version, which we'll do in the next recording. But there's the second version of Rabiosi. Again, what we did now was a Rabbi Ami's understanding of Rabiosi. Rabbi Zagnafka has a different understanding of Rabiosi. And he says as follows Seifa, we're dealing with the Seifa and we're dealing with, let's say, there's only one witness. But there's a difference. What are the two cases that Rabbi Yossi is commenting on? The following. Essentially, the two cases are where Ruvain and Rachel. Again, we have Ruvain and Rachel, Leah and Levi. Rachel is the one who, who travels, so does Levi. And we have the witness who says that that they died. And then they, they, Reuven and Leah get married, and then Rachel and Levi then come back. That's the case that we've been dealing with the whole time. Now, the two cases that, that Rabbi Yossi is commenting on is when, when we just focus on Reuven and Rachel, the question is, what's their relationship? Is it viewed as an engagement, a halachic engagement, a kiddushin? Or is it viewed as a full-fledged marriage, halachic marriage, which is referred to as nisuin? Um, and that will have various ramifications, as we're about to see. But according to the Tanakhama, according to the first version, 
Before we even get to Rabbi Yossi, we say as follows, that there's, according to the first version, it doesn't make a difference whether Rachel and Ruvain were married or were only engaged. It doesn't make a difference. In all the cases, when they come back, Leah and Levi have to get divorced. They cannot stay married. Reuven and Rachel could stay married. Now comes Rabbi Yossi. V'kamer le Rabbi Yossi. Ish to v'gisa delek l'merit tonight. Have a lebed nisu and dein aposal idei acher and aposal idei atzmo. Arisas v'gisa dek l'merit tonight. Have a lebed gedushim v'posal idei acherim av posal al yidei atzmo. Essentially, as follows. Let's say they were fully married. So Reuven and Rachel are fully married. So now that they're fully married and Rachel comes back. So nobody's going, says Rabbi Yossi, nobody's going to require Ruvain and Leah to have a divorce document. Because everybody's going to know that it was impossible for Ruvain and Leah to be married. Rachel is standing right in front of us. We know that Ruvain and Rachel were married, even if they got divorced. Ruvain still can't marry Leah. The only time Ruvain can marry Leah, his wife's sister, even if it was an ex-wife, sister is only if Rachel died. And Ruvain and Rachel is standing right in front of us. So everybody knows that at the end of the day, Reuven was never married to Leah. So she does not require a divorce document. Reuven doesn't have to give Leah a divorce document. Nobody's going to think that they were actually married. So if they don't require a divorce document, according to this opinion, similar to what we had earlier, so then Leah could stay married to Levi. Because according to this opinion, the only reason, which is very different than the way we've been understanding it at the very beginning of the chapter, so this is part of how it makes it confusing, but according to this opinion, the only reason why Leah and Levi cannot stay married, even by one witness, really they could stay married because what did you want her to do? She listened to the court. She listened to the witness. She married somebody else. Happens to be that her husband was really alive. Is that her fault? She could stay married to Levi. She should be able to stay married to Levi. The only reason why we say that she can't stay married to Levi is because since we require her to get a divorce document from the second husband, the quote-unquote husband, so then because people might think that they're actually married, and so therefore you need a divorce document. So then, because of that, and only because of that, do we say that she can't stay married to her first husband, because it looks like she was married, then got divorced, then married somebody else, and is coming back to her first husband. That is a prohibition. You're not allowed to uh, marry, get back to your, with your first husband if you married somebody else in between. So if there's a divorce document, which is, applies to 99% of the time, uh, so then you cannot stay married to your first husband. But it's not because she did anything wrong, or she should have looked into the matter more. No, it's because people think that she was married in between. So that, that makes sense. And, and, and so therefore she cannot stay married to her first husband. But in this case where everybody knows that it was impossible for her to be married to Ruvain because it was Ruvain's wife's sister. So she didn't get a divorce document. She didn't get a divorce document. So everybody knows she was never previously married. She didn't marry somebody else in between. And she could stay married to Levi. So if she, if she could stay married to Levi... Uh, so then Reuven and Rachel are allowed to stay married and uh, Leah and Levi are also allowed to stay married. However, in the next case, the second case where it's a case of Kiddushin, Reuven and Rachel are only engaged. So according to this, Rebiosi says as follows. They're only engaged. So there is concern that Reuven actually was married to Leah. What's the concern? They were engaged. Because since an engagement, it's possible and plausible in an engagement to have certain conditions, that the engagement only works if there's certain conditions are fulfilled, people might think they were not, never actually engaged because it was al-tanai, it was based on conditions. Those conditions weren't fulfilled. And so therefore, Reuven was never actually engaged to Rachel. There is that possibility that my people might think that. And so therefore, Reuven was actually married to Leah. People might think that Reuven actually married Rachel's 
sister because maybe Reuben was never actually engaged to Rachel because there were certain conditions that weren't met when it comes to an engagement. So as such, maybe you would say that Reuben has to give a divorce document to Leah. If he has to give a divorce document to Leah, so then Leah now cannot, uh, when everybody returns, Levi returns and Rachel returns, Leah cannot go back to Levi because she got a divorce document from Rachel. So, sorry, from, from, from Reuven. If she got a divorce document, so then she can't go back to her original husband. It looks, looks very strange. It looks like she married somebody else in between. Can't go back to her original husband. So if she can't go back to her original husband, Reuben and Rachel also cannot stay married. And so those are how Rav Yitzhak understands it, that the two cases that Rav Yitzhak is commenting on are when Reuven and Rachel are married versus Reuben and Rachel being engaged, which will have ramifications as to whether or not Reuven gives a divorce document to Leah, which based on that, that impacts other uh, ramifications as well. And so those are the two explanations of Rabiosi, and we'll continue in the Gemara with a further analysis of the second opinion in the next recording.